Hello listener, um, before we get started today we'd just like to apologise for the sound quality um, we've got a bit of a niggle at the moment um, hopefully it's not going to distract too much uh, from your listening pleasure um, and hopefully we'll be back on track everything back to normal for the next one You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? Perfect organism. They cut the power. What do you mean, they cut the power? How could they cut the power, man? They're animals. I watched it too with trackers. some kind with acid for blood and it arrived on your spaceship it kills on sight and is generally unpleasant it's a queen how did you know that she'll breed you'll die Well, here we are. We're back with the Colonial Marines, one of which has some very memorable lines and one of which has no lines whatsoever. No, he's, um, he's a bit of a quiet fellow, isn't he? He, well, thinks, he thinks a lot. <laughs> do you think that's what it is? Uh, well, I was having a look at Wikipedia for him, so I thought, I'm missing something here because I can't find any scene where he's talking. And then it sort of says he doesn't really have any lines. Although he, he has a couple of background, um, sort of off-screen murmurs, doesn't he? Yes. When um, when uh, uh, Hudson is saying, you know, one-way elevator to hell, evidently he says something, but I couldn't make it out. No. Now, I think what's going on here is that Waspowski... Of course, of course, we're talking about Waspowski and Frost today, yes. aren't we? Yes. Um, Waspowski... Waspowski yeah. is played by Trevor Stedman. Yeah, um, and his, yeah, the character's name is Trevor. That don't feel right. Um, ah. A colonial marine called Trevor. Ah, well, yes. Um, Frost has thrown a bit of a uh, yes, spanner yeah. in the works with that, but I'll, I'll mention that in a second. <laughs> but um, I think maybe what's happened is apparently um, in the novel and in the script, Waspowski had quite a few lines which were then yeah. given to other people and I think Trevor old Trevor is mainly a stuntman and I think maybe originally he did have lines then they realised he's not much of an actor is he so his lines were given ah. to other actors I think that's exactly what's happening do you know what because yeah it, it, I was listening last week to the um, the Aliens uh, Audible audiobook which is very good read by um, Gorman he does a really good job but yeah Wisbowski gets a lot of lines mm. they're all and I, I was thinking yeah I think you're probably right because I was thinking I wonder why they would write the novelization and give lines to Wisbowski but I bet you're right I bet it's the other way around they were his lines yeah and perhaps he wasn't the most convincing and so that just transferred yeah yeah um, like you say, he's he's very much a more of a stunt action. Yeah, which character you, which you'll find out when we get to the yeah. genre tally. You'll find yeah. that out, right? So so that's that. Um, yeah, Trevor Waspowski. Trevor. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what 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 springs to mind when you hear Trevor? To me, it's the next door neighbor in the shed in a sitcom. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Someone from um, you know. Um, uh, the Richard Briers thing. What's the Richard? Oh, yes. the Good Life yeah. or something uh, ever, like that. The Good Life or Ever Decreasing Circle. Yeah, yeah. He's he's not the main character, and he's a bit of a comedy character. But Trevor as the Colonial Marine. No, no, no. And yeah, I mean the 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 uh, the, uh, the general thought is all the Colonial Marines, apart from Hicks, yeah. have the first name of the actor, so that's why he's Trevor. But, but, old Frost, he's thrown a spanner in the works, as I say, because uh, Rico Ross, or Rico, right. Rico uh, Ross, in an interview, 
said that Frost's name isn't Rico. It's oh, Robert. It's what? Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so is is uh, uh, so is is Rico Ross's name Robert Ross then? No, no. Rico oh. says that the Marines in Aliens they use the first letter of the actors' names, but not the actual yeah. first names. So but everyone else does, apart from Hicks, and uh, that's, yeah, that's a bit confusing. It is rather, isn't it? Because we've it been is. going Cause, along. Cause... Yeah, but if there was ever a good name for a trooper, it's Rico. Yeah, not Robert. It? Like Starship Troopers, isn't it? Yeah, not Bob. Good yeah. old Bob. The Bobby. Trooper. Bobby. Yeah. Bobby. So yeah, I don't know Bobby if that's Frost. true or not. That's a that's a, a northern nightclub entertainer. Yeah. Welcome to the stage, Bobby Frost, and oh, he's yeah. going to tell a few off-color jokes. It's a proper Phoenix Knights style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and apparently, yeah. Frost, Private First Class, nicknames yeah. Frosty. He's called that in in the film, um, yeah. and the Zen Master. Because he's called that in the film. He's not called that okay. in the film, oh, but, okay. but, yeah, but apparently, no. Uh, apparently, he's got such Is a that, cool uh, attitude. He's yeah. the Zen Master. Oh right, okay. Mm. I just assumed his name was Frosty because his name's Frost. Mm. It's like just it's a very a very British thing, isn't it? Just add a e. On the oh, end yes. of someone's name. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so Frost is part of the second squad's rifle team, uh, along yep. with Dietrich, um, and was a skilled martial artist holding a first degree black belt in the Marine Corps' martial arts program. Yeah. Uh, I want to see him use martial arts on an alien. That would have been brilliant. Like, you... like John Pertwee. Hi! <laughs> yeah, I think that bit of information is just because. Um, when you see them, you know, by the drop ship, all prepping yeah. for everything. Oh, it, he, he's yeah. he's doing the old moves with Dietrich there. Yeah. you know. So I think You're that right, little nugget yeah. is like, oh, he's done that move, therefore he must be a black belt. You know, because that sort of yeah, fandom. because you can never have a throwaway line or gesture, can you, in a film when fandom's involved? Everything has got to have real meaning. Yeah. It's a good job real life isn't like that, you know. Mm. Well, I'm glad. We'd be very confused. If everything we say is, uh, you know, ha has that we've studied it or that we're experts at it. I mean, I'm an expert at nothing. <laughs> You're an expert at podcasting. Come on. That's true. Yeah, we've done enough hours now, haven't we? Although we're we're, we're both fairly incompetent with technology because we were having problems before this recording. Yeah. And, and it was like it was like watching two old granddads trying to decipher two cavemen trying to decipher the monolith. Well you've had to rope in your wife to help us out. My yeah. wife's just put her head round the door and, and mouthed at me, is it going yeah. okay? Yeah. Um, we don't know until I, I, I play this no back idea, whether yeah. this is working or not. Um, yeah, if you hear this, it's worked. Yeah. If you don't hear this, God knows. I'm hoping all I... Because you can hear me fine. I, yeah, you sound You, you sound keep great, distorting. Yeah. I don't know whether I've just got a dusty portal from socket. a... From yeah. a yeah, socket. I've got a dusty socket or not. So uh, apologies, listener, if, if yeah. the sound's distorting. It is still incredibly hot here in the UK. Uh, it could be yeah. that. Um, yeah. Although we're, we're the other way in Wales. We're absolutely like torrential rain at the moment. The garden's really? flooded, the roads are flooded, yeah. Oh, really? No, Still it's... hot, but it's just warm rain. It's baking here today, absolutely really? baking, yeah, yeah. Right, let's get on, because there might be a recording problem, it might give up completely, so let's let's it crack be, on, yes. shall we? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so let's go, um, and we'll start with Frost, because we see him first. He's getting yeah. up here out of his sleep pod. Um, he's between Hudson and Dietrich. Um, and as I say, he, he gets some good lines in the film. Uh, the first does, one, yeah, and quotable ones. Ones yeah. you and I use all the time because he gets yeah. up and uh, says, I hate this job. Yeah, uh, he's immediately like... whinging, which which endears him to me because that would be us. Yes. That's yeah. literally us in the morning. I get up and I whinge. <laughs> yeah, I hate this job, yeah. Um, the other guy we're talking about today was Spowski. Um, yes. We see his back. He's at his locker uh, getting yeah. dressed. But a pwn is saying that Wyspowski and Crow get on your feet. 
but if you look, he's already on his feet. He's, he's already, at his locker, yeah. but he's so nondescript. He's, yeah, he's yeah he's so forgettable and miserable that the Sarge doesn't even know he's there. Because <laughs> it yeah, there's there's quite a few scenes where you he's just off camera, isn't he? Mm. Watching him and he's just you see a bit of him. Yeah. Do you think he upset James Cameron or something? I don't know. The yeah, other, yeah. the other problem with him is I keep mistaking Spunkmire for him because physically yes, yeah. they're very similar, aren't they? Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I honestly thought I don't know why I thought it, but I honestly thought you know the where Spunkmire Neil was in the stuff for Bishop later on. I mm. thought that was Wierzbowski. No, that's Spunk it's obviously Meyer. not because it, they're in a different part of the base. But yeah, I was, I was fast forwarding that. Oh, it's not him. Mm. All right. Well, as we are studying Wispowski's back at the locker, uh, Fra yeah. Frost asks off camera. You don't see him. If they've got some slack coming, to which a pole yeah. replies, "You've had three weeks on your back, Frost. What do you want?" All right. Yeah. Now he's got, he immediately—he's just got up and he's immediately wanting a holiday. Yeah. Well, I think this is a Wispowski line. All right. This is one of those instances ah, right. okay. because I've got yeah. the. Uh, Alan Dean Foster novel open at the right place, right? Right. And first of all, we get a description of Frost. Um, and according to Alan Dean, Frost was as young as Hudson, but better looking. Or so he would insist to anyone who would waste time listening. When it came time for bragging, the two younger troopers usually came out about even. Hudson tended to rely on volume while Frost hunted for the right words. And then it says, Spunkmire was up near the head of the line and still complaining. I need some slack, man. How come they send us straight back out like this? It ain't fair. We've got some flat slack time coming, man. Hicks murmured softly, you just got three weeks. You want to spend your whole life on slack time? I mean breathing, not this frozen stuff. Three weeks in the freezer ain't real off time. All right. So there's an example of lines being moved around to different people. Yeah. Frost got, I mean, some of that's been cut, but Frost got it, not Spunkmire. All right. I wonder if, um, I wonder if this was done on the day or whether, like, in rehearsals they start swapping lines. Yeah, because that bit there was a he's, strange thing to do. Yeah, yeah, when he says, I mean, breathing, not this frozen stuff, I mean, um, yeah. you see in the background a pone and Frost walking along. And, um, you know, Frost comes back with, I'm talking about breathing, not this frozen shit. So, yeah. I think he's talking about, you know, they yeah. want proper air. They want time off. Yeah, they want to be on they the planet. They don't want recycled yeah. air. Yeah. Frozen shit basically means uh, recycled yeah, air, doesn't recycled it? Yeah, recycled ship air, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I wonder if, um, yeah, if it, it, are they meaning we want to be down on the planet? Yeah. Wondering about... Yeah, I mean they'll be moaning about being down on the planet soon, won't they? But well, well, you know, if you if you if you listen to Crow later on, he's yeah. he's calling out Frost that Frost moans about everything, you know. Yeah. Um. So the problem with Frost, I mean, he gets some good sh shots and close-ups, but but a lot of the time, and it's coming up now, is when he's alongside, you know, Hicks or Hudson. Your eye is kind of like drawn to Hicks or Hudson because right now we've got the breakfast scene and Frost is yeah. sat directly opposite Hudson, isn't he? He is, yeah. For the, the very famous sort of knife and knife scene. Yeah, but just before that, um, if you watch Frost, he smirks when a pony's going on about, you'll love it, you know, we've got to rescue some juicy yeah. colonist daughters from their virginity. Um, and then he has his first uh, proper dialogue of the uh, of the film, telling um, that Spunkmire, the crap they're eating, is supposed to be cornbread. It's a rescue mission. You'll love it. There's some juicy colonist daughters we have to rescue from their virginity. <laughs> Dumbass colonists. What this crap supposed to be? Cornbread, I think. It's good for you, boy. Eat it. Hey, sure wouldn't mind getting some more of that Arturian boom tang. Remember that time? Yeah, Frost, but the one that you had was male. It doesn't matter when it's Arturian, Looks like the new lieutenant's too good to eat with the rest of us, Grants. Boy's definitely got a corn cob up his ass. 
guess she don't like the cornbread either. Cornbread. I do I've, like cornbread. I've never um, had cornbread. You never had it. I, really, I, I used to make it um, a while back. We went, we went to Florida and obviously it's very ubiquitous there. Um, cornbread and biscuits are sort of two sort of staple carbs that people seem to eat. Um, so I learned how to make it. It's actually it's, it's dead simple, but it's really nice. It's, oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like a, a slightly savoury, slightly salty um, sponge. It's, it's very strange. But salty yeah, good with sponge. You're not selling salty it to sponge. me. Salty sponge. Because, no. um, um, yeah, Frost also Frost throws in... Because Frost's the one that says about... Um, uh, they're talking about the, the uh, colonist daughters, and he says something like, he would, he would, he'd, he'd like to have some of that poontang. Arcturian. They? Arcturian, yes. Arcturian poontang. Yeah, funny enough, I've just been um, restoring an Arcturian um, Star Trek character, the old 12-inch Miko, and if, if it's the same Arcturians, I, I don't think he'd want to sleep with them. They're quite. They look like a melted plasticine man. Okay. All right. See, again, this this raises the question of how many alien races has humanity yes. discovered? Because a poontang, thats American slang. I've got the I've got the uh, definition up. A woman or women regarded solely in terms of potential sexual gratification. Yeah. Is it? Is Vietnam War French? Word well, it's a it's a very corrupted French word uh, for putain, I think. Something yeah, which is basically to uh, to copulate. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so it's a it, they did a lot of that um, because obviously Vietnam used to be a French colony, and then mm -hmm. the Americans went over, and a lot of the they sort of corrupted a lot of the 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 words, uh, and that's one of them. But yeah, it's definitely. It implies that they've had sex with aliens, and that's normal. Well, what 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 also that that raises the uh, question of is um, there are alien prostitutes? Yeah, I imagine so. Yeah. Oh, well, I've just sent you a picture of what an Arcturian is in Star Trek. I thought he was going to say have a poontang. Uh, yeah. Would you? Uh, would you? Would you? Oh no! 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 I, no! I, I, <laughs> uh, that's not a female, oh is it? Who knows? Well, he said it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that course, your yeah. one was a male. Spunkmeyer yeah. says the one you had was male. So yeah. maybe it looked like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd see a doctor after that. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah, make sure those things are right. I can see Frost being mates with Hudson and Hicks and all that. I think he's a popular guy. Yes. Um, oh, I think Frost is very popular, yeah. He he, he seems to be in the centre of everything. And people seem to listen to him. Yeah. Don't they? They seem to pay attention to They're him. all in cahoots together yeah. because Hicks says, yeah. you know, looks like our new lieutenant's too good yeah. to uh, to eat with the rest of us grunts, to which Frost says, uh, um, you know, he's definitely got a corn cob, cob up yeah. his ass. Um, yeah, they're all in it together, they are, aren't they? Yeah, they're, I think they're all... They're, they're the naughty. They're the guys that are going to sit on the back seat of the bus. Yes, the naughty, the naughty boys. Group. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he's got that good line, you know, when um, you know um, Ripley knocks Bishop's tray out of the way and says, "Stay away from me." Guess she don't like the cornbread either. That's a good line. Is yeah, he gets some really good, memorable lines. Mm. You know, and and Rico Ross is. I mean. I'm presuming he was living in Britain because he appeared in loads. I mean, we recently watched him on Doctor Who, didn't we? But he appeared in loads and loads of BBC and ITV yes. programs. Yeah. Um, but he's a very memorable-looking fella. He, he does. He's he's got he's got something about him, hasn't he? The yep. sort of the memorable star quality. Yeah. Um, and you say about why he wasn't a more yeah. Well, uh, I was going to say, I wonder why the character wasn't a more sort of why he didn't live longer, given that he, he's very, he's very personable and very sort of easy to watch and a likable character. Uh, but he, I, he's sort of one of the first to go, isn't he? Yeah, I, I have a little bit of information about oh. that uh, shortly. But um, you say about, you know, physically and everything, 
as you say also yeah. we've just been talking about him in Doctor Who in a god awful Doctor Who story yes. a few days ago and uh, we were talking about how that was made maybe two years after Aliens um, and old Rico's face something's happened to the chat because I, in the Doctor Who thing he's got a, quite a pockmarked face um, but, yeah. but it almost looks like an allergic reaction or something or, you know like hives or it's but got the, yeah, to be he's, something he's quite, yeah he's, he's quite lumpy around the chin area and he's definitely not in this no no um, you know I was watching it this morning on the big TV in blu-ray yeah. and and yeah the whole um, um, guess you don't like the cornbread either he gets a fantastic close-up yeah there's no marks to his face whatsoever no I, I reckon he was just allergic to the poor quality of the doctor script ah uh, yes so he came out in hives just with the stress of it and everything. He did, yeah, I reckon so. Okay, right, we'll move on. In the hangar bay, as I say, you can see, um, you know, Frost and Dietrich sparring, and Waspowski's with them. It looks like he's giving them coaching lessons. He's standing between them. Yeah. Um, and during the briefing with Gorman, you don't see either of them because, unfortunately, Frost is directly standing behind Bill Paxton. So you yeah. don't see him, apart from his line about, excuse me, sir, a what, when Gorman says about yeah. the xenomorph. And Waspowski is right on the far right and leaning on one of their missiles. Yeah, you can sort of see his hands in a... Well, especially the last... That last moment. Away, yeah. You can see him flipping the bird to... You uh, noticed Gorman. that, did you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's very planning. brief, but it is there. Yeah. <laughs> He, he gives him he the finger, very, doesn't very he? Very subtly sideways, yeah. It's like the old equivalent of pushing your glasses up your nose with your yes. finger. Yes, look into um, my eye as a yeah. phone goes, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, oh, Rico, I mean, he's he's pretty ripped when you see him getting out of his, uh, yeah. you know, sleep pod there. He's got, he's got the old abs, all right. And uh, next time we see Frost, he's showing off his arm muscles because he's the very first person to actually reveal to us what a, a pulse rifle looks like when he's yep. pump action in it. Um, yeah, I'm not. This is this is weird. I've always wondered this because it, it, I love this this whole sequence because it shows off all the equipment and the they're getting into their armor and that. But he's he's chambering around on weapons that are in a rack. Yes. Yes. Why he, would you want to do that? That doesn't seem safe. He's doing it to all of them because that's his job, yeah. isn't he? He he seems to be yeah yeah. Doing yeah, that and like then putting them in the box. But, but you generally don't chamber around until you're entering the war zone, because there's a good chance. I mean, especially imagine if if one of the weapons, the pulse rifle, fell off the rack. Mm. It's now got not not only a round but a grenade chambered in it. Oh, yeah, I don't know what. Other than the fact it's James Cameron showing that these are working guns, and you know everyone expects a gun to to be like a pump action. And it yeah. Everyone expects that to the point where some films put it on guns that aren't pump action, which I love. I've he I've heard them put sounds of that on revolvers. It's like what? What are mm. you on about? Um, but yeah, it's 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 lovely. It, it it makes you immediately fall in love with the pulse rifle. But yeah, I do question why he's doing it. Well, we have said that these colonial marines—they're not very good, are they? Um, that is true. That is very true. Yeah. And, and when you see Frost get into the uh, into the dropship, he's he's not stored his pulse rifle in a rack. He's got he, no. he's got it at his side, pointing upwards. Yeah. That, so that's kind Which of like is dangerous. terrible. <laughs> yeah, because you know, I mean, they do they hit a load of um, turbulence. Yeah. So he's only got to like accidentally, and he's wiped out half the unit. Yep. Um, yeah, they're they're. they're their gun discipline is awful in this film. It's terrible, isn't it? No wonder they all died. Um, yeah. So, yeah. They we, really are rubbish. Yeah. We hear Frost say, but we don't see yep. him. And I'm telling you, I've got a bad feeling about this drop. Yeah. Which We've always got a bad feeling. That's yeah. Crow who replies to that. One of yeah. his uh, few lines. One of his few lines. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we fast forward to when they're going into the colony. Frost is with Hicks and Ripley when they reach the med yeah. lab. Yeah. Uh, of course, he's got a flamethrower, hasn't he? He's been he's been ready yes. in all the pulse rifles, but he's he's the flamethrower operator of this unit of this squad. Um, and uh, yeah, it's his motion tracker that picks up Newt. He, yeah, he, he says, he "Yo, Hicks." Yeah. And 
and he's great. I'm, I'm, this is what I love about doing these podcasts is that you know you you're looking for a specific character and yeah. um as i say when michael bean's around my eye tends to draw is drawn to michael bean but um when you know a pwn says there's nobody in d section immediately he's all serious you know he, um yes. you know drake yeah. comes around the side hicks is behind him and uh, and off they're going yeah you know drake says Talk yeah, to I, me, I Frosty. yeah i do like um because I, I, I think other, other than Hicks, who wasn't there, I think all of these guys did a boot camp session, didn't they? They did, yeah. Maneuver and that, and it, it shows. They don't move like BBC extras. They move like a unit. And I really like that about this. That that they, yeah, Fr- Frost is immediately all business. Yeah. Really yep. read enough the motion tracker. I mean, I still think those motion trackers are absolutely useless. But but yeah, he he's, and again. He's getting some lovely shots, any in this yeah. sequence. Yeah, you know, yeah. He look, he looks good. Uh, one question though, I noticed in this, what? So obviously all the all the actors decorated their own armor, as we know. His heart on this thing appears to say, I thought it said health. No, it, it says Heath. It says Heath. Oh, so you don't yeah. know why that says Heath? No, no. I my my two assumptions. We'll see how correct. Yeah, when you, you do the behind the scenes or whatever, it's either because Heath is a, a male name, uh-huh. so he's got a boyfriend, or it's short for Heather. But the only Heather I know really is from EastEnders, and I can't see him going out with her. Well, the actual answer is Rico at the time had a girlfriend called Heather. He ah, okay. wanted to put the name on there, started, he got his humble enamel pot oh, out. Oh no! Yeah, and not. ran out of space. Uh, always plan your letter in, mate. Always plan your letter oh. in. Yeah, he got as far as Heath. <laughs> he couldn't go yeah. any further. We've been there, though, haven't we? Yes, We've yeah. been there making models. Yeah. yeah. And so, just oh, to take the curse familiar. off of it, that's when he put a, a, a love heart round it, you know? Yeah. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's quite funny, that, isn't it? Yeah, bless him. That's yeah. So, all right, we've got to go off to the reactor now. Um, yes. Sub level yep. three. And again, Frost is teamed up with Hicks. Um, we we do very briefly see Wispowski behind Dietrich when she says yeah. uh, some sort of secreted resin. That's Wispowski directly behind yeah. it, her. It, it doesn't help that he's actually also the actor that's playing him. is quite nondescript himself, isn't he? Yeah, and especially he, when he's got his helmet he, on. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he doesn't stand out. Because I had to watch this a couple of times to go, where the hell is he? Yeah. Oh, okay, there he is. Yeah. You have to pause and go, is that him or is that Spunkmine? Yes, yeah. But no, Spunkmine's. Oh no, Spunkmine's yeah. not dead yet. So yeah. Spunkmine. Yeah, Spunkmine's on the on the drop ship. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. I think we're all right. All right. If we if we see someone that looks like Spunkmine, I think we're okay in assuming that's Weir's Bounty. Yeah. Um, he's got some good lines here. Frost says, uh, yes. "Hot as hell yeah. in here," and that's when Hudson comes back with, uh, yeah, "Yeah, man, but it's a dry heat." And uh, I love his line when you, you know they're told to you know remove their magazines. Yeah, yeah. What are we supposed to, do, to use, man? Harsh language. Um, I mean, I can see him and Hudson being best buddies because that could be a Hudson line. Their lines yes. are um, interchangeable, yeah. aren't they? I think. Um, I think that yeah, their, their lines are interchangeable, but the way they play him is completely different, isn't it? Because Frost just comes. Everything he says comes across as pretty cool. Mm. Which I suppose, you know, no pun on his name. Whereas Hudson, everything he says comes across as a as a little bit not embarrassing, but over the top, doesn't it? And yeah. it's, it's, it's it's purely the way he's playing it. That's what the character's meant to be. But yeah, I think I think Hudson wants to be Frost. But he's just as he's trying too hard to be cool. Mm. Whereas Frost is just naturally and I, I've got the feeling that that can action if I mean we don't this is pure supposition because we you know as we said before Frost doesn't last long but I think in an actual combat situation the guys are going to follow Hicks and Frost mm. I reckon yeah. that would be my and my betting yep yep um, Wispowski Wispowski gets a, a name check from a pwn yes. he's collecting the things he says give it up ski so I guess yep. you know he's, he's, his name's shortened to Ski. Well, I mean, to be fair, we're we're both having problems. Keep saying Wisbowski. Yeah. So I don't blame him for shortening it to Ski. Yeah. And unfortunately, oh, yeah, every, every Wisbowski. Hmm. Sorry. 
Polish, isn't it? Yes, it is. Polish. Yes, yeah. Um, and you know what you said there about Frost. You know, uh, it's yeah. such a shame he dies. Unfortunately, a pwn gives him the duty of carrying the magazine yep. pouches. Thanks a lot, Sarge. Goes uh, Frost. Um, and that's when this this always is daft uh, to me. You know, uh, a pwn's walked off. He's given the magazines to Frost. Hicks pulls out his pump-action shotgun that he's got on yeah. his back, and the pwn's never noticed it before. Or it's such a... Compared to the, the weapons of the time, it would be like him pulling out a flintlock. Now, mm, is a pwn going, do what you want with that? That's It's pathetic. That's not going to damage anything. Mm. I was yeah, going to save. I was going to save this for the Hicks uh, episode, yeah. but we might as well do it now. His pump-action shotgun, right, was a custom-made yeah. shotgun, but it wasn't custom-made for aliens. Did you know this? Ooh, what was it custom-made for? No, it, I didn't. it was custom-made for an ITV drama series. Really? Mm. And known, uh, used by somebody you know very well as well. In fact, I've seen photos of him using it. Um, it actually was made for the. It was made for the professionals. Oh right, yeah. And it was used by Bodie in the professionals. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I never knew that. That's mm. what I find fascinating about props that are reused. You just don't know. So that's a. It's a. It's a professional weapon. Yeah. Intended. Yeah. The question. My bigger question for that, and we probably will cover it when we get to Hicks, is um, the trouble with using pop culture references in futuristic movies if there's uh, Close Encounters for Close Encounters which was obviously it was huge at the time Close Encounters but no one in I mean no one now if you say it to kids now they're going to go what? what are you on about? what? so come whenever this is 22, 16 or whatever whatever year it's meant to be um, it makes no sense unless you know, the year before Aliens takes place, you know, Close Encounters, you know, 14 has just come out or something like that. It could be, yeah. Mm. The uh, Aliens fight back. Yeah, and, and yeah, he, he says, I heard that, doesn't he, when uh, he yeah. says about the Close Encounters, Frost says. Um, a pwn takes Frost's flamethrower and uh, and uses it to fry the chestburster yeah. when it comes out of that colonist. Um, and <laughs> I love that shot you get of Frost. Everyone's looking very worried when everything starts moving, and he's just got his tiny little pistol because yeah. a pwn's nicked his flamethrower. Yeah, it's like that pistol ain't gonna do much, is it? Yeah. And he also says we don't see shit, you know. Um, and that's the end of him. He dies there when Deertrick Deertrick is grabbed by the alien, and in, uh, I guess a reflex yep. action squeezes her flamethrower. Because again, they've got terrible trigger discipline. Yeah. You've got a finger on the trigger, and yeah, poor old Frost, ironically, gets warm. Yes, yeah, and he runs. Well, the actor doesn't yep. run, that's a stuntman. I wonder if that was old Trevor. Um, oh, I wonder. Yeah, runs to the railing, falls off, and, and screams as he plummets to his death. Yeah. Because fire, fire effects are always dangerous, or very, very dangerous for stuntmen. But fuck a couple of fire effects with falling. Mm hmm. That can't be safe, can it? That's... No. Well, we say Trevor, up comes uh, Waspowski. Um, he yep. runs up. And the only re real reason you really notice Waspowski is this moment when he runs up and sees the, 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 the magazine bag on fire. Yep. Is for some reason James Cameron has slowed it down. It's a slow motion yep. shot. So you yes, notice very, it there. Very, very, yeah, very, very recognisable shot. Everyone knows the shot. And he goes to reach for it and then... Um, uh, picks, grabs him. Yeah, and it slows down, obviously, create tension. Mm. Um, but I wonder how many people that know that shot would pass with Spowski. No. <laughs> he's just not, he's not memorable enough, is he? No. He's pulled away by Hicks, um, yeah. blown against a pillar. Him and Crow are, are, are both yeah. injured when the thing blows up. Um, Hicks says, Waspowski and Crow are down. Uh, we know Crow is dead because we see his monitors flatline, but we yeah. never see. Uh, Waspowski's. Um, a poem says. I mean, my, yeah. Sorry. I was going to say my because because my theory he might although Waspowski's down he must get up again because otherwise why would Hicks ah ah well think you know there is a missing scene 
here. Oh, okay. Or just a, a missing moment. I'll, I'll talk about that in a sec. But it, it's never been put back in, even for the special edition, because Apone oh, says... Oh, it was filmed, though, yeah. It was filmed, yeah. yeah. Um, Apone says, Dietrich Frost off the board, right? Which right. means they're dead, I guess. Um, we hear Waspowski screaming, and as Crow is bending down to check, you know, Crow, and calls his yeah. name, Waspowski, and then we hear him screaming again, right? But there is a little bit more to that, which we'll talk about in a second, all right? Right. But there is all this speculation about whether he died on sub-level three or he was yeah. taken off and uh, face-hugged. Face-hugged. Mm. I yeah. don't know which route. Yeah. Well, because given the timescales as well, there's a third option. He could have died in a nuclear explosion. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What, what choice of ways to go? Yeah. Um, in the novel... He definitely dies, yeah. Waspowski, because it says here, Waspowski's suit camera crumbled, followed by the immediate flattening of his bio-monitors. And yep. um, we're talking about Ripley here. Her fingers clenched, the nails digging into the palms. She had liked Waspowski. So Ripley oh, liked right. Waspowski. Oh. Hmm. Not in that way. No. Um, because, like... Trying to remember, that. I didn't watch that bit. So, when um, when they're on the, they're talking about going back to rescue the people. Did mm. they mention Wisbowski there? I can't remember. No, no. The um, Hudson says uh, a pwn and something that their, their lines are low, but they ain't yeah. dead. They're still, a, they're still alive. Yeah, Hudson. It, yeah, they're but real low, but they're not Wisbowski, dead. Right. No. No, so does, no, does, nobody I really suppose, knows. I suppose that would, su yeah, that would suggest then that either he doesn't like Wisbowski or Wisbowski is flatlined. Mm, yeah. Uh, sometime between uh, Hicks calling his name and, and then. Mm, yeah. I think it's it's a safe base dead, isn't it? To be fair. Yeah. Well, like, at some point, like you say, the thing was newt. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, so let's get into the behind the scenes then, um, and we'll start with uh, Frost first. Um, yep. Rico Ross, originally read for the part of Hicks. Uh, oh, that would have been different. That would have been interesting. He would have made a cool Hicks, don't you think? He would have been a really cool Hicks, I think. Yeah, I mean, as much as I can't see anyone but Michael Bean playing that character. Yeah. That he, he could have pulled it off, I think. Yeah, he, he would have been a cool. And that, that would have been interesting casting, given the early eighties uh, relationship with sort of vague racism in Hollywood. Yeah, that, yeah, that would have been a good. I think that would have been a good move. Okay. Um, yeah, he would. I mean, I I can't think of many other people that I'd say could replace uh, Michael Bean, but yeah, I think Rico Rod could have done that. Yep. But, of course, it was given to James Remar, wasn't it? Um, so oh, yes, that's true. Yeah, I forgot about him, yeah. Yeah. but I, so I only know James Remar from Judge Dredd. I know from Judge Dredd and yeah. some... Oh, what was a Nick Nolte film? Um, was it not 48 Hours? He was a really good villain in something or other. Um, so, yeah, Rico, yeah, he, d he didn't get Hicks. He was offered instead the role of Drake... All right. Uh, oh yeah, I know. The smart gunner smart Drake, gun, yeah. but turned it down because um, he had been approached to appear in Full Metal Jacket. Oh, right. right. Yeah. So he, he he went, no, I'm going to do Full Metal Jacket. But James Cameron was so impressed by Rico's audition that he wrote the character of Frost specifically for him. Went back oh, to right. him and so says, he didn't Look, e didn't exist in the original script then. No. So. Um, and as a result of, I, I guess, pampering to the ego, I'll come back to us, yeah. I've written this part specially for you. Um, yeah, he, he gave up working on Full Metal Jacket and went back to Aliens. Do you know what? I think that's a sensible move. I, at the time, I bet it wasn't. Because it's like working with Stanley Kubrick yeah. or working with James Cameron. But Who had now, only made The Terminator and that yeah. wasn't really out, Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so, but now, I think that was a very sensible move, given that Full Metal Jacket is pretty much forgettable other than one part mm. or two parts yeah yeah um, and yeah 
So James Cameron creates this role. He, you, you mentioned it just a minute ago, he named him Frost because it thought it would be ironic, given his fate, that um, he's called Frost. That's why he's called Frost. Right. Oh, so, the, so, it, so the name is literally a joke on his death. Scene. On his death, yeah. So oh, fair enough. I guess yeah. he had his death first and then came up with a name afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rico was meant to reunite with Carrie Hen, Hine, Hine, Hen, whatever you say, new anyway. Yeah, there was going to be an alien fan film called Alien Identity. Oh, that sounds uh, ropey, possibly. Well, it never happened because. Hang on, how, he's dead. How did they? How oh no, it wouldn't have been as Frost. I don't think. Oh okay. Um, but oh, it would no, have been like the um, the Stranger videos for Doctor Who. That's right. Yeah. In that universe. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, but no, Fox got wind of it, and they sent a cease yep. and desist. So it never happened. Um, you see it a little bit in the film, um, but he's wearing a grey t-shirt, a piece through superior firepower t-shirt, which you can oh, buy. Yes. You yeah, can get them on uh, Last that, yeah. Exit to Nowhere and places like that. Um, and yeah, it's got the slogan "Piece through superior firepower" um, and a line drawing of a pulse rifle. Um, yeah. And what's interesting about that is that is the line drawing of the pulse rifle isn't the pulse rifle in the film because that's when it was based on the uh, a different type of gun, a Heckler and Koch MP5, okay, oh, right. rather yeah. than the one that they ended up using. So it's a slightly different uh, pulse rifle on his T-shirt. Oh, I didn't didn't know they were going to use a different. Is that well, I can say is that because Thompsons were difficult to get hold of, but I doubt. That would have been the case. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've talked about his uh, chest uh, uh, slogan because yep. that. Yeah. They they all uh, have to uh, um, customize their um, um, thingamajig, don't they? Their, their armor and that. Their armor. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so what Rico did? Yeah. He cocked up, putting Heather on on his front. Uh, but there's a piece of tape on his left uh, uh, left shoulder pad. Uh, piece of tape which says uh, when in doubt Newcomb written on <laughs> it okay um, and then Waspowski his customization he just uh, painted two dice on his chest plates that, right. that, that's all he's got there um, yeah so here we go Waspowski um, there was more footage of him being injured in that explosion um, there, there there was footage of Hicks helping prop him up against a wall before he went off to, to check on Crow. So if that was in it, you would see that Crow was still alive. Hicks goes to tend to him, props him up against the wall, goes off to see Crow, and then off camera, that's the screaming and then him turning around and calling his name, you see. Oh, right. That yeah. makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. Yeah, oh, there, there you go. When Hudson notices that Dietrich and Epona are alive, he doesn't mention Waspowski. All right, so yeah, I guess I guess he's dead. So yeah. all right, Rico Ross. Here we go, Rico Ross, uh, born in Chicago. Um, I wasn't aware because I never really watched it, but he had a recurring role in Hill Street Blues prior to Aliens. Oh right. Um, I used to watch it all the time, but um, I don't remember him. But no, no. But he got fed up with that. He, he thought he was being typecast and he wasn't being offered anything uh, else. So, uh, it, yep, he came across uh, at the pond to here and uh, studied Shakespeare for a year um, at the London Academy of Music and Dramatic Art, um, which morphed into spending 13 years over here. Uh -huh. That is why he is in so much uh, stuff. Right. He was sense. also moonlighting as a model. Um, a yeah. male model in France and Italy for four years um, and turned down a European pro basketball contract in Cyprus um, told you he wow. was fit uh, yeah, yeah it, I was going to say he's getting about a bit as well yep his first UK job was on TV in that god awful detective show called Cat's Eyes do you remember Cat's Eyes oh god yeah Jill Gascoigne Jill Gascoigne and that and it was that. the professionals but the, the, the twist was they're all female. Yeah, it was a uh, Leslie Ash yeah. and the posh one. Yeah, do you remember? It was horrible. Uh, yeah, I remember. It. It's terrible. It's yeah. Terrible. Um, Death Wish three, talking about oh, terrible right. things. God, uh, that's an awful film. Filmed in Milton Keynes, of it, course. It was. Yeah. 
uh, where mm. they filmed uh, Superman 4. That yeah. was meant to be yeah. Metropolis. Yeah. Uh, then he was in Spies Like Us. Um, don't remember him in that. And then, yeah, yeah, back to TV, he was in The Bill as well. Oh, so, right. yeah, yeah, this is all while he was over here. Uh, genre tally-wise, he's got a, a large genre tally. He's got a genre tally of 18. Oh, and good, yeah. Yeah, but he, he's a bit of a Vernon Wells in the, yeah. Oh, he, he, needed no, better, no he needed a control, better... Yeah. Um, uh, agent. agent, yes. So he starts off in Aliens, fine. Okay, yeah. that's a, a start. Start off at the top. I think. Know? I think that's yeah. his plateau. He started on the plateau oh, because yeah. the next thing he did was that Doctor Who that we've just. Uh, oh right. Oh, that was the very next uh, genre thing. He yeah, did. he didn't do any well. genre, more genre things for two years. Yeah, the Ringmaster in that the rapping <laughs> Ringmaster. Yeah, the rapping Ringmaster. Oh, good grief. I've, I've listened uh, back to that podcast this morning. We slagged really? that. We really did slag that. We didn't like it, did we? We didn't we, like we, that. We've already upset the fans, haven't we? It's funny. At the end of the podcast, you said yeah. uh, there might be people out there who get angry that we dis- disliked yeah. it. And boy, I somebody did, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't wrong. We got mm. our first trial, haven't we? Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. So after that, a film I only watched once, um, Slipstream. Yeah. Do you remember Slipstream? Oh right, yeah, I remember that. Mark, Mark Hamill, Hamill and Bob um, Peck, wasn't the, it? And it, it had yeah, Bob Peck. Um, Bob Peck was an android. In it. It, yeah, because there was talk that it was like meant to be in the Blade Runner universe and all this, wasn't it? It was. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. It was huge on home video because when. When I was working at the video library, that it came out and it was a very, very popular okay. Um Had that weird bubble plane in it. it was yeah, that's all plane. I remember. Some sort yeah. of like glider plane yeah. thing going down canyons or something. That was it, yes. And yeah. Luke Skywalker with a beard. Uh, before yes. before uh, the sequels, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that. This is the point I think he changed agents. Um, we've all got right. a few cases today, in where you have to guess the plot. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, uh, guess the B movie plot. Yeah. Here we go then. 1989 TV movie, right? Yeah. Uh, starring Bridget Nielsen and Julian okay. Sands. That gives you a, a oh. an idea for the quality. Can you guess what's going on with the title "Murder on the Moon"? Um, my immediate thought is that you're going to have a a really cheap moon set there's a moon station you know like moon base album but without the budget and um there's a, a mad serial killer's gone up there for some reason and is bumping people off one by one in a very cheap way and bridget milson has got to save them i bet julian sands was the villain he always was well i haven't looked any further than than <laughs> the right. blurb but i think you're almost 100 percent right yeah it says, after a nuclear war on Earth, the Soviet Union and the US both establish outposts on the moon. When a murder occurs on the outpost in 2015, both US and Soviet investigators are forced to work on the case together. I think Bridget Nielsen is uh, the Russian one, yep, and Julian Sands um, is the American one. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I, I should have I should have guessed because this is the same thing they do all the time. So, yeah, Bridget Nielsen would be the incredibly tough, macho Russian lady yep. who the American thaws out. She's got no sense of humor. At the end of it, she'll make some quip to yep. show that she's been Americanized. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. So, well done there. You got that one right. Yep. Uh, hey. The next thing he did was that reboot of The Tomorrow People. Oh, God, no. I never, never watched that. Okay. Uh, the next, uh, you must have rented this out, or, or rent, people rented it out, because I know it was big on home video. Proteus, the Craig Fairbrass, you know, uh, uh, um, it's like Is Alien it on an oil rig. Oh, okay, yeah, I know what you're about, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then he was in the TV um, version of Highlander, right. where he played Kasim. And here we go. Time to guess it again. I don't know who's in this one, but can you guess the plot of this film from the title Time Lock? Time Lock. Oh, interesting. So time would imply that there's some sort of time travel element. Usually around this time, they would either go back to the World West or some cheap, cheap cheap-ass location that could be 
you know, either a, a one of these walk-in museum, living museum things that they can film on or something like that. Time lock, 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 lock. Uh, I, I'll go with, this is probably one, but I'll go with that uh, a criminal has travelled back in time to escape the law and a pair of, of detectives that don't harm, but they will by the end, have to follow him back. Probably wrong. Well, yeah, you are probably wrong. There is a criminal... Oh, okay. The world's right. most dangerous criminal, it oh, says. Oh, of course, yeah. Well, who, who else would you have? Yeah. I. Th but you've got elements of it, because you've got the criminal and you've got the, right. the, the people involved. It says, in the 23rd century, the world's most dangerous crim criminal has taken over the maximum security prison on asteroid Alpha 4. Caught in the middle are nice a petty thief. Uh, set. Yeah. yeah. Caught in the middle are a petty thief and a prison transport pilot. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, next thing, Babylon 5. I don't remember him in Babylon no, I 5. I don't remember him in that, no. Captain There Frank. was a lot of episodes. So. Yeah, there was. Yeah. Then he was in Wishmaster. Um, oh, God. And That's Julian Sands again, wasn't I it? I think Wishmaster. it is, yeah. No, was that Wishmaster? Yeah, I think so. I think you're right, yes. Uh, he had a bad agent as well, didn't he? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah whatever happened to him? Um, yeah. Here we go. Can you get th this one now? Octopus. What's Octopus about? Octopus. Okay, I mean that you could go with the the very basic. It'll be Jaws, but with an octopus, or it could be the octopus is the name of a criminal organization, and it could be like a James Bond spy thing. Uh, I'm going to go with is it, literally it's like the beginning of those cheap CGI monster movies, and it's just about a giant octopus. It is, and with a plot Yay! similar to uh, to um, Godzilla, because it says. During the Cuban Missile Crisis, a Russian sub is sunk while en route to Havana. As the sub goes down, the hold is, the hold is breached and barrels full of some mysterious substance tumble out. Years later, an American nuclear submarine is transporting a captured terrorist to the States. The terrorist henchmen, however, are planning to hijack the sub and rescue their leader. Meanwhile, a large, unidentified creature is approaching the sub at high speed. So basically, yeah, th th this this mysterious substance that came out back in the 60s has mutated an octopus yeah. and turned it into a giant octopus. So, so in, it sounds like that the, the creature is going to be part of a mystery, something big on sonar. What is it? You've called your film Octopus. Yes. You've sort of given the game away there, haven't you? Well, it I happens with the next film. one. Yeah. The next one is called Hydra. Right. What happens in Hydra? Hydra. Well, that, that you would expect to be a criminal organisation, wouldn't you? Um, I reckon Hydra is going to be very, very similar. Probably made by the same people. Cheap CGI, and it's a, a Hydra dragon-type, multi-headed beastie. Well, the plot says, A former Marine has been kidnapped with three convicts, taken to a deserted island and forced to participate in a deadly game. The super-rich okay. pay, pay a fortune to hunt human prey, but the island isn't oh, deserted. it's the deadliest game. Yes, it? but the island isn't deserted. It's home to Hydra the Beast. Oh, okay. So it's the deadliest game with a giant with, Hydra yeah. dragon type thing. Oh, man. I c you know what? I, I don't know about you, but I can, I've seen enough of these crappy films that I can picture almost every scene and how cheap it will look, and the sets they won't have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh dear. Alright, next one. I told you there's a lot of these. Can you guess what happens okay. in Stormageddon? Stormageddon? Okay, I mean, this is obviously the, the beginnings of the um, uh, uh, shark hurricane type thing, where they would, they would merge right. two things. So Stormageddon, I think, is the uh, the end of the world is coming, but it's going to be massive, windy storms done in bad CGI. Well, yeah, sort of, except it's computer-controlled. The weather is... Com ah. com it says, when a computer program Echelon takes over America's computer system, it gains the potential to manipulate the weather. Now, two robots... As you do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. what, what do you do in a situation? You get two robots, Adam and Cain, fight to gain control of Echelon before it's too late. These Land are screaming these quality. They are screaming quality. These two robots will only be robots in name. They're going to be uh, third-rate actors playing them with the occasional cheap shot of them having some circuitry 
stuck yeah. under a flap of skin or something. This is going to be terrible. Or they look like the robot in the Rico Doctor Who story, the conductor robot. We could were just be, yes. Discussing. Yeah. Right. Uh, one more to go for you to guess. The Possessed. Yep. The Possessed. Uh, I mean, it's, it sounds like it's going to be something like an exorcist ripoff. Some, Ooh, someone very gets close. possessed by something and does a bit of action or something. Well, you're not far off. It says Ruby. Yeah. A private detective yeah. holds a dark secret. She is a human vessel for a demon that delves, dwells within her. When armies of darkness and the undead begin attacking New Orleans, Ruby decides to embrace and unleash it. Uh, okay, so Supernatural started and they're ripping that off. Yes. That's what this Yeah, you can almost time these things, can't you, to what? Yep. What are they. What market are they trying to get some of that sweet, sweet cash from? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And the last thing Rico's done, it, it's curious that he was going to be w working, you know, with New on a, an Aliens fan film. Yeah. There's something called Aliens Last Stand, which oh. takes place on board oh. the military ship USS Yotumo. Is this an Aliens? I think, a, wasn't like there a, a, some shorts a couple years back? I don't know. I know yeah. there's been a lot of computer games and stuff in their classes, Canon. No, that, there's been some audio books, but... No, after Alien Isolation came out, there were a number oh, of right. little shorts or right. something to, commemorate, them, yeah. to commemorate Alien Day, and I think that's one of yeah. them. All right. Ah, right, okay. All right, so that, that's Rico done and out the way. Um, <clears throat> so, Waspowski, Trevor Stedman born in 1954 in Thurrock, in Essex. Right. Um, so glad. Yeah, died in 2016. Um, so, I thought with his genre tally, we'll include his stunt work as well as his acting work. All right? Okay, yeah, I think that's fair. So, but as an actor, or, you know, not being a stuntman, he was in yep. things like Little and Large. Oh, dear. Right? Minder. Dempsey and Makepeace, Death Wish Three again, and London's Burning. So I think I think what's happened with with Trevor on Aliens is you've got a stunt man on set, and can you put this costume on as well, please? We need somebody yes. else. So I think that's what's happening, um, because as an actor in the genre thing, he's got a genre tally of thirteen, by the way. Um, he right. was in Doctor Who, right? Oh he, right, what? Which he, one was he? In? He was in Warriors of the Deep. So, I reckon he's one of the Sea Devils. Could be, yep. He was in that three or, times. Or, yeah. Or, or a Silurian. Be, um, yeah, or he could be, you know, because there's a couple of scenes where stuff falls on people. Or, or he, could, I mean, he might even have been the Peter Davison's double when he fell into the tank. Well, that's that, that's a similar fall to what yeah. Rico did. He's yeah, he, He's not that pantomime horse monster. He's not one half of that. No, that he? was... That was the two guys from Rent-A-Ghost, wasn't it? Oh, of course so, it was, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. So, yeah, Doctor Who was his first thing, then yeah. Aliens, then he was in the Tomorrow People reboot four times. He, he's, right. he's following Rico. Um, yeah. Then a god-awful show, um, which nobody talks about anymore, uh, called Crime Traveller. Oh, God! I remember that. That guy off that of EastEnders, wasn't it? Yeah, that was like... Was it Saturday Nights? Yes, it was. One, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they were touting it at the time because Doctor Who had finished or was just finished. And they were touting it that this is going to be the inheritor of Doctor Who's crown, wasn't it? That yeah. this, will be, this is going to be massive. And it went... Yeah, no, awful. So awful, that, that yeah. that's in acting. And then as a stuntman, he was in Superman 4. Okay. Over in Milton oh, Keynes. I wonder if he... Uh, I wonder if he played... Um, Nuclear Man. Or Nuclear something. Man. I don't know. He's, yeah. he, he looks a bit short That's and squat, film. doesn't he, yeah. old Trevor? I'm probably all right. He's probably some of the destruction scenes in Metalist. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I, just, I think I, I went to the cinema to see that, and I think in the same year I saw Jaws 4. Or very close. What a, it wasn't what a, a quality year, was time. it? No. No. Um, he was also in The Little Vampire. Uh, Children of Men and the Mutant Chronicles all doing stunts. Oh, right. Children um, of Men's a good film, I like that. I've never seen it. I've, I started watch, it's, watching it's it really once. Good, yeah. Right. Um, and then, yes, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not a laugh a minute, is it? Um, no, certainly not. Stupid Deaths. 
Uh, is Frost Death a stupid one? I I think we're going to have to, yeah, because it's it gets. I mean, it's it's sort of um, again. I think it's a it's a, a comment on the Vietnam War, isn't it? The the sheer number of uh, of will the horrible term friendly fire incidents, mm. where we got that horrendous uh, horrendous name for your own side shooting you, or more commonly. The Americans shooting one of their allies, mm. uh, which you know in the Gulf War that happened a huge amount that was sort of basically covered up until afterwards. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think he dies. He dies through stupidity, and he falls. He's set light and falls down a car park stairwell. Yeah, I think that's got to be a silly death, isn't it? Where do we put him on the list, though? Because. Or, uh, it's quite a mild silly one, but yeah, yeah what have we got? This is know? a first because so far the stupid death tally, um, that all alien resurrection. This is the first right. time anyone from another film has has appeared on it. At the bottom, we've got a joint one of Wren, you know, Doctor Wren, yeah, and Purvis, you know, the guy oh, right. who's it's got, it's got to be below that. All right, so it's, I mean, it's on the list, but yeah, it's it's nowhere near as silly as that. So all right, so okay, Frost is sat just there, yeah. and Waspowski, we don't know if he died or not, we or don't how know, he no. died. So all right, he might have died very silly, but <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. All right, so we have to vote now for their alienness factor. Okay. Shall we do Waspowski first out of ten? Yeah, Waspowski. It's it's difficult with Waspowski because he. He's literally sir, not appearing in this film, any for mm. most of it. Even when we, because we were looking for him hard, and it's like you catch glimpses of him. It's like he he's too never shy. Never has one line. Yeah. No, not one line. So I, I'm going to have to give, based on the fact that I, I have no, no idea about his performance, his stuff like that. He is literally an extra in this film. I'm going to have to give him a three. I think. A three. Okay. Well, I give yeah. him a four. Um, so that okay, that's three and a half, and then we go to Frost. Frost is a different cat of fish. I like Frost. I think he's a cool character. He gets a load of memorable lines. Um, so he's going to go up to a seven and a half, I think. Oh, seven and a half. I put yeah. eight. I, I really like him. I was going to go to eight, but I thought mm, there's, there's 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 more others characters coming. Isn't come there? In. Yeah, but right. so, yeah, seven and a half. All right, I think. that's seven point seven five then. For yep. Frost, let's put him in their escape pods. Uh, Waspowski has three and a half. Yep, he's sharing an escape pod. We've been doing this Ooh. show long enough now that um, um, escape pods are getting multiple uh, yeah, inhabitants. Yeah, they're getting a bit crowded. They're going to have to uh, draw straws soon, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, he's in escape pod number three and three point five. He's sharing with Murphy from Alien Three. Oh God. The okay. guy who fell into the fan. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's fair. So it's very. I mean, Murphy did at least have a couple of lines. But yeah, yeah but well, he sang I a song as fair. well, didn't he? Yeah. He did. Yeah. And then, yeah, we um, Frost is sharing an escape pod as well. Right. He is sharing an escape pod with Kane from the first film. Oh wow! All this time since episode one, Kane's yeah. been all by himself. Been on his own. And now he's got Frost. I think he'll get on all right. I think, I think they'll get, get on, on okay. Well, yeah. I think I think they they could become firm buddies. I I, I think I mean that's I think that's fair that, that yeah his character's on the same sort of level as as Kane. Yeah, I, I I think that worked out quite well. Yeah. So there we go. All right. Um, all right. Well, that's us done. Yep. 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 No 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 yep. um, aliens to talk about. No vehicles to talk about. No, we're done. So. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that you said that you know that uh, Waspowski is is pretty much you know an extra, isn't he? Um, because yes. uh, next time we're back to Alien Three, where and we're going to be clearing out some of Fury One Six One's background characters all in <laughs> one fell swoop. Yeah, because yeah. there's okay. no way these guys can have an episode or even two. Uh, characters for an episode because they're yeah. not, not going to last long enough. So this is going to be the most characters we've ever talked in oh, wow. about in one go. You listener, um, can you do you know who I'm talking about when I say any of these people? So number one, I probably won't. So. Right, we've got Dodds first. Dodds? Nope, no idea. Okay, uh, Buggy. Nope. Okay, I, I, I'll send you the the 
the uh, the names later, okay? <laughs> yeah, I say, I'll, I'll, I'll probably recognise them more by the, the actors that went on to better things. Yeah, <laughs> perhaps. Well, next we've got Arthur Walking Stick. Yeah. Oh, the I still don't know which character that is, but that is the best name ever. Yeah, uh, Frank Ellis. No, and Ellen. and no. Clive. Clive, Clive rings a bell. Well, he's, he's called Clive. Clive after Clive Mantle. He's ah, little John Mantle, from Robin of, of Sherwood, yeah. you know. So, yeah, so we've got one, two, three, four, five characters next time. Wow. But it's, all, it's still going to only be like half an hour episode, I think. Yeah. You know? it, does, it does mean we're probably going to have to watch most of the film now. Yes. To try and spot them. Well, the yeah. problem with these guys is they're all extras. They're not in and the foreground. Shots, yeah. How do you know when you've reached the point where they're not going to be in it anymore? I know. You know? Unless they get a definitive death, which I doubt. I can't... Are we even oh. going to recognise their death? So many people in that chasing, so many people dying. You go, who was that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think okay, we should. We, be an interesting we've one. got to watch the, uh, you know, the assembly cut or whatever it's yeah. called. I think because we do get more footage of of the characters, don't we? So, yeah, mm -hmm. Dodds, Buggy, Arthur, Walking Stick, Frank, and Clive next time. <laughs> That's a. Uh, it sounds like a uh, old people's home. Yes, it does. Alton. It, like, it, let's do the roll call who's on the bus. Dodds, Buggy, Arthur, Arthur, Arthur Frank, stick. and Clive. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. All right, folks, um, hopefully the sound has been all right uh, through this yeah. recording. Apologies if it hasn't. It, we, we haven't had this for years, literally, have uh, we, sound, I mean, sound it, issues? It could be the weather. It could be, you know, something's affecting the line. Um, I'm yeah. hoping it's your dusty socket. I might have a dusty socket. Yeah. I've got to go and yeah. uh, clean it out now, all right? Yeah, give, give your socket a good blowing out. No, I'm not saying... I was going to say something. No, 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 no. no. All right, okay. All right, folks. Yep, yes, we'll see you next time then. Right. Cheers, Ian. Thanks, man. Right, right. Bye-bye. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs> <laughs>